Hello everyone, today is Tuesday, November 1st. Um, October went really, really fast, and um, it seems like the whole year has gone that way. Uh, tomorrow will be November 2nd, and that will be our Wednesday night, um, our midweek classes as well as supper that evening and um, just want to get our review done for what we covered last week on October 26th. Um, the passage of scripture from 1 Corinthians we looked at was from 1 Corinthians 15 um, verses 35 through 49 which really set up what we're going to look at tomorrow evening. Um, but we'll take a look at a quick one um, and uh, and then we'll um, be prepared uh, to come together tomorrow evening. So if you want to read that passage, that would be a great thing to do. Again, 1 Corinthians 15, 35 through 49. If you want to press pause on your player there and read that, give you a second to do that. Okay, hopefully you have the time to read that passage. And as you'll see, it is starting to set up this um, this really, really exciting passage of Scripture that we get to take a look at uh, tomorrow night as we conclude um, chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. And again, we're on the subject, have been throughout the whole chapter of the bodily resurrection. And the point that Paul makes, he kind of makes a couple different points here. Um, the first one is this, that that in order for something to um, to be created, something to to be reborn, if you will, or in this case, in this context, resurrected. All right, their first has what was there has to die. In, in other words, if and, and he uses an agricultural um, type of of um, of example here in saying that you don't go out into the field and plant an entire plant. You don't go out into the field and plant an entire tree um, and bury the whole thing in the ground or take um, a stalk of corn and put the whole thing into the ground. What you do is you take the seed and then when the seed enters the ground um, it dies and it um, what comes forth from it is a new plant or eventually uh, a new tree if that's what you plant it. And um, this is very much the case. Uh, I mean, if you really get into the technical side of it, um, when a plant is first uh, comes up out of the ground, for, for quite some time it is relying almost, because it takes a while to develop that root system, and for quite a while it's it's... <laughs> It is completely relying upon the energy stored in that seed. Um, so that seed has to die for the plant to come. And the point he's making is these earthly bodies that we have now that are just a shadow of what is to come, they must die before um, our bodies can be transformed into something um, incredible. And then he follows that example with the example of God's creation, how God has created all kinds of bodies. He's created the bodies of men and women. He's created the bodies of animals. He's created the bodies that we see um, up in the heavens, the stars, um, the moon, the sun. And all of these have, have different aspects to them. They are different. And, um, and looking at that should show us the magnificence of God's creative ability. And if God can do that with this earth, just think what he's going to do with the world to come, with the new heavens and the new earth. And then he transitions once again from that into um, this this idea of, of, and this is what we will focus on a lot um, tomorrow night as we conclude this chapter, um, the perishable uh, vessel body that we have now 
as compared to what is to come. And in verses 42 and 43, he kind of does a comparison contrast between the two. The perishable is is sown, it is it is uh, a body in dishonor. And that, that is not talking about, usually when we think of something in dishonor, we think of shame or something along those lines or sinfulness or something. That is not what this is referring to. This is just referring to the absence of glory. Okay, and then you see the imperishable body in just the opposite is a body that is a body of glory, a body of glorious. And and my goodness, Scripture speaks again and again um, in Romans, in First Corinthians, and beyond um, about how we will be made into something glorious by what Christ has done, and His work in us will be completed when He transform us, transforms us by His power into um, this, this incredible reality that is what He... I mean, Christ exists in the resurrected body, as we've already seen from this chapter. That is the first fruits of what is to come. So on that note, the perishable body that we have now is, is sown. It is something that is weak. It's sown in weakness. But the imperishable body that it is to come is something that is sown in power, all right? And the, the, the only example we really have of that from Scripture is the body of Christ. And um, that's something amazing. Um, Philippians speaks to this as well, how, um, how it's so amazing that Christ doesn't only, the, the incredible things he does for us, we are forgiven through Christ. We are redeemed through Christ. We are made holy through Christ. We are made worthy of housing the Holy Spirit of God because of Christ. But also, we, because of what Christ has done for us, will have the opportunity to share in his glory one day, his willingness to share his glory. And then as we continue through that, he talks about the natural body and the spiritual body. Now, this is, this is something just to keep in mind. Remember, um, as we looked at last week, we kind of got a hint of who might have been um, pushing this teaching of, of there being no bodily resurrection. Um, and it just makes sense that the group within the church that would be doing that would be the Gnostics, those who believe that um, everything physical, um, the body is bad, and the spiritual is, is what we should be reaching for. Like, there's no connection between those things at all. There's this great separation between the spiritual and the physical. Well, look in verse 44 at, the, at what the... what what phrase, ah, it's not really a phrase, the way Paul describes um, what is to come. Look what he calls it. He says this, it is sown in a natural body, which wouldn't make, I mean, the Gnostic would be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But then he says, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. That would shock um, the Gnostic thinking person because they could never imagine the coming together of something physical and spiritual. Um, there is always a separation between those two things. Um, so again, that gives us a little bit of a hint once again that this teaching was probably coming from um, the the Gnostic element within the church that Paul is combating. Um, so then he goes from there talking about um, talking about Adam who was who was this life-giving soul this this mortal is what that is referring to and then Jesus coming as a life-giving spirit um, and in the context of what we're looking at here there's a difference between earthly existence now and in the life yet to come 
he continues on talking about the physical and the spiritual. The physical must precede the spiritual. Um, and then as you get into the last portion, um, verses 47 through 49, this is when we really, really begin. He begins to set up what is coming next in um, some of these uh, amazing details about what is going to take place when Christ returns um, to to bring his people, um, to bring them home. Um, anyway, it is going to be a lot of fun. Um, the, the main thing in those last few verses that we see is, is what we have now, what we wear now, this body we wear now, um, which is basically made of dust, um, it is temporary, um, but there is something coming that is eternal. And um, that's going to be a good thing. And uh, how, how we will be made into the image, into the image of God um, through this resurrection. So, wonderful thing. Um, we'll go ahead and end it there for now. The rest of it just kind of sets up what we'll look at again um, tomorrow evening. So, if you want to take a look at that to prepare yourself, um, we'll be looking at 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 through 58. Um, if you want to just read through the whole chapter, maybe even to prepare for that, that would be a good thing as we conclude um, this chapter, and it's going to be fun. We hope you can join us tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun in class. Um, we'll have supper at 6 o'clock, and then following that, um, we'll have classes uh, for all ages, so bring the whole family. Um, and we always get done. We wrap up um, by 8 o'clock. So hope to see you. Hope you have a good day today. Thanks for joining us.